0: Hola! Hello and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I am Nick. And I started this podcast off by saying hola, and I am regretting it immediately. Hi, this is Nick Flanagan. I am being very weak with you just to start things off appropriate to the title of the podcast. It's late. I've been editing this podcast, I'm putting it out tonight. I do not have my scheduling under control. I barely have anything under control. I'll be honest with you, but I did manage to wrangle the great Andrew Johnson today for an interview. He's super funny. Very unique is the wrong word. He's just so uniquely Andrew johnson He has a unique voice. He's a stand-up comedian, and he's been on television in, in Canada. He's toured the country. He's getting out of the country soon to go to America, and he's got an album called Andrew Johnson Sips Tea. He's part of the comedy collective Laugh Sabbath that I also am a member of, and he is just... Great, and I knew he had the album, and I just wanted to get him in here and and try to get people to listen to it. So enjoy the interview. It's coming right up. Uh, Thank you for listening. We are still getting a bunch of listeners. It's great. Stacey McGonigal had me on her podcast. You can listen to that. Uh, It's up right now. It's called Regular Girls, and uh, she reads my tarot. So that's pretty fun. Of course, you can listen to Stacey's interview Uh, I just put it up, I think, earlier this week. Maybe the end of last week. I can't remember time anymore. And if you want to support the podcast, tell a friend. That's the best thing. Spread the word. People have been really nice about that. You can review and subscribe. Apparently this is a helpful thing. And I do have a Patreon set up, patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. And you can check out the situation there when you click that link <laughs> but for now enjoy this interview with andrew johnson by the way this is andrew johnson Hi, how are i mean you? i'm gonna do a whole intro before it but i feel like yep. i should introduce you in a way you you are a uh canadian yes you are a comedian yep you have been a talking head in your life on your video on trial. I have. Much and what music a head. Show, you have a big head. <laughs> what a head. Oh, it was a great head. I was just rewatching watching clips of
1: that the other night drunkenly, and I was like, she gave face. She gave so, some pretty good face in those you, days.
0: You seem like someone who um, values your, your youthful looks. Yes. And has always been super into that. And as we age, that changes oh we?
1: yeah the, the the cogs pop off that
0: animatronic
1: blimp yeah well like, remember
0: how like for the last eight years i've been doing like a succession of bits that are just about the degradation of my face yes. and body <laughs> yes
1: yes yes
0: <laughs> yeah and uh andrew and i have known each other forever by well, the way a yeah, long time yeah. really
1: long time we've worked together a bunch and yes
0: yeah yeah not um, too much tour road work. Together. No, not any. Never in the yucks, any, no. Never in the club system.
1: Never in the club scene. Never a club comic.
0: Yes. Do you think? Uh, do you think that? Do you wish you'd see me in the clubs?
1: Yes, I do. I do too. I wish I saw you in the clubs. Oh yeah, the
0: clubs. Yes. And, uh, and going, go shorty. Yeah, it's, it's your, your birthday. birthday. Isn't that when funny that party. that that actually is something a comedian would say. Oh, an, time, an audience member. Oh, I think if I
1: was doing comedy <laughs> in 2003, oh, it would be all that, all the time. I actually, when I do club work like that, like when I host, that's it. It's just like, who's celebrating then? Anyone on a good birthday? Yeah. Oh, we do. What's your name? Angela, how old are you? Oh, you don't look a day past timeless. Oh, Angela, where are you from? What and do you, you if their name then, is Angela? What
0: do you mean? Do you bring up Murder She Wrote?
1: I might. <laughs> sometimes it depends how rambunctious I'm feeling it depends how freewheeling and, and referential and stream of consciousness I'm feeling but most of the time it's just kind of very boilerplate crowd work and then what I do my big signature bit is I find out how old everyone whose birthday it is then uh, while the middle is on stage I go and look up what the number one song was on their birthday and then I say let's find out uh, what the number one song was on your birthday and what it says about you if anything at all and uh, so Angela you are you know 35 years old so this week back in 1983 the number one song was Hall of you're out of touch <laughs> I'm out of time wow well, how about that and then people are like wow and they so find you that sing so it. neat A lot yes, of I do you sing it. I always sing it because you know I, you you know, can I'm, sing. I'm known to carry a tune. I've seen it. And thank you. And So then I do that and they find that really neat and then I'm like, but I, what I find more interesting is to find out what the number one song was nine months before your birthday to find out the song that was on the radio probably playing oh, when Conception you were conceived to and see and it's always so sexy. And then I sing that and oh, people just get, it's such a thing. I see. It's so easy at this point. Like it's right. just something that is so like- But it's just present. Darker. It's present. Yeah. And I also get to like walk away with some of the glory because I did, that's the thing about hosting. It's just like I hated setting things up for these people that I did not respect comedically or as a person and like being like in cheerleading for them and just walking away without people even thinking that I was a comedian because people oftentimes don't even think the host is a comedian. They think I'm some fucking hostess at a TGI McFriday. Anyway, and so then I get to walk away with a little glory this way and it's cool. Yeah, I mean, isn't
0: that funny that people have that? Very literal translation of the word host. They're like, "Yes, you got a nice joint here. Yeah. <laughs> You're hosting us. Yeah, thank right, you for right. the hospitality. Yeah, no, the wings were yeah. great."
1: Now, I've always said that if I was, if I was, oh god, and I never would be, but if I was running a club,
0: yeah, like well, I, I like have, to work that
1: club, I would have some sort of designated like host, yeah come up and say before the show hi everybody welcome to you know Andrew mm. click clacks and <laughs> yeah and, that's uh, and and you know here are the rules turn your cell phones off blah 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 we're gonna start in a minute please welcome your MC and then like your professional comedian MC this person and then the other big thing is I would have that host close the show with announcements so the MC could get the fuck out of there because that's the one thing that I hate so, so in other words staying for the whole show and having to like sit through the headliner oftentimes again who I don't respect or <laughs> comedically or personally yeah and that's you know that's a bitter pill to swallow. Do you like um, bitter p- pills? Jagged little pill. I like that album. I do think, think it's great.
0: A spoonful of sugar
1: helps the medicine go down.
0: Do you do you uh, think proverbially,
1: it's a, but not not actually? Careful balance. Yes.
0: Have you ever felt the push to be more of an actor, no. more of a writer? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh well, I feel the push for myself to be more of a writer. To I mean, when I say the, a writer, I yeah. mean to get
0: into those famous writing rooms or as I do to write these children's yarns. You know? Yes.
1: Oh, I had a meeting about doing one of those children's yarns that I never followed up on. Here's the fucking thing about You gotta follow up. I used to be so productive like when I was in my early 20s. You know, I'm a graduate of Queens University. Like, I... You know, used to have some sort of an acumen, like an academic acumen. And what happens is you start doing stand-up and you just realize you can just do the bare minimum and elicit, like, you know, get reaction. and, And when you're able to get away with doing the bare minimum, oftentimes you do. So it really... The big thing is, like, it's very hard for me to do things on spec, to do things that I'm like, well, this will never see materialization. That's really difficult. Well, for this me whole thing is on around. spec that yeah. I'm doing,
0: so I've actually invited you onto a spec thing. So yeah. for that, I well, apologize. Well, see, all I need to
1: do is show up. Yes. you know and so it's different than if to they, a beautiful home you know to absolutely absolutely beautiful home. um yeah no i so it's it's different like the other night some this friend of mine wanted me to he's doing some like profile for um like an online publication about toronto's comedy scene and he like basically was like so can you write me a paragraph about how it's changed and all i shut up like i'm not talking about someone submitting me questions though i'm talking about someone submitting like broad topics questions. that yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. and so it's up to you to like phrase and shape it. Yeah. Um, but and frankly, but like, that's what I a lot should, of email interviews yeah. are like. And, like, and, and I'm just, just like, well, you know what? I should do that. Like, it's just, oh God, it's just writing is pulling teeth for me. That's why I want to start like You know, a writer's club. No, I want to, writer's club. No, I want to to start, I want to start like doing more marijuana recreationally because I found that like the times that I do, like I'm not a big user, Mm -hmm. but like the times that I have, it just has, it just has completely removed any sense of the normal sense of dread I have about writing. And I'm just, I just don't think about it. I'm like, well, what, you know, ah, it's, anyway.
0: That's a wonderful thing that, you know, you, you, you still have the effect of, of, um, marijuana you know into your 30s because I, I don't know
1: i don't know how old you think i am but into
0: your 20s yeah <laughs> and into your late 20s mm-hmm. uh but by 20s i do mean born in the late 1920s <laughs> I, i'm a flapper okay. yeah. <laughs> you are a flapper yeah. i've always baby. said that about yeah. you <laughs> um but uh y- you you um because I had that response that you're talking to in the early days of discovering, you know, drugs in general, but especially uh, pot. And now, I I use it just for relaxing. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm going to write, I need to have a deadline. I need to have a topic. Like if you see right there, I have my I hour, see you day to day hour have- to hour. You I know, noticed
1: that, and I was like, "That is pr- you." Even have lunch scheduled. I mean, I it's
0: it, it's hard, Andrew. You know, I I, I like even what happened today. Uh, scheduling this, and it's just really hard for me. And I'm just trying to make mm-hmm. it easier. I don't know. I feel like one of the great uh, men of history, but who, uh, but is trapped in some sort of an unworking shell.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. I can see that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. I don't understand. Not I don't understand why I haven't gotten more. I just don't understand why it's so hard for me to do normal tax. And now I do understand in that it is this ADHD thing. But Well, it's
1: a big thing too about having deadlines and that's the thing with stand up how it makes yeah. you lazy because the deadline is the sta- the yeah. when you need to be on stage like I've got Laugh Sabbath tomorrow yeah. and I'm You're one to of the members of tonight. the Laugh yeah. Sabbath
0: Collective. Yes,
1: which you um, which you helped found. Uh-huh. Like one of the founding members. Yeah. Um, and we actually did Sabbath together for a while. We had a show that we were
0: booking together yeah. before I moved. Yeah.
1: Yeah, now it's all me. Now it's
0: all Andrew like you always wanted
1: <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but um
0: Well, only because it it means you don't have to like tell people like two other people what your plan is. The uh, one we did that I remember the most is the first well, there's the two. First wives there. Club Club, sure.
1: yeah. I didn't book that one at all. Really, I don't think. What? Um, no, I don't think that I had any hand in. Well, that was like one of the first ones that I did. Maybe right? you didn't book it, but you set yeah. up a lot of
0: things. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, yeah. creatively. Like I. The you first know, I, first I, I, Wives Club. The second the first, first.
1: The first Wives Club Club is okay. What it the first called. So and it was, and like it was a about club people about the first Wives Club.
0: And at the end, we reenacted the scene. The
1: iconic "You Don't Own Me." You don't own me. Scene. And, you did and the and Diane Keaton part. I was Diane. I was Goldie Hahn and Sarah was Beth Midler. Right. And arguably all that still holds, (laughs) you know, there's a certain era of Bette Midler I'm very attracted to, and that would be early '70s. No, uh, it's mid '80s. Mid '80s <laughs> Bette Midler, professional, <laughs> yeah, professional <laughs> working it's like, woman. It's Bette like Midler, shoulder pads, short hair. You know, Diane Warren ballad. Bette Midler, like <laughs> <laughs> wind beneath well, my wings. Is, no, the distance. no, we're not
0: taking it that oh, far. Like oh, it's, it's, we're talking. We're oh, we're yeah. talking
1: like early '30s. Like uh, like sort of sort like not milfy, but like proto bordering on that. Yeah. yes.
0: proto milfy. You get it down. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Beverly Hills yes Stella Stella uh, yeah, yeah with John Goodman. Stella's yeah. such an
0: underrated uh, little weepy sort it's, of it's yeah. not good but I mean yeah. I, I watched it when I was young enough that um I just loved it for some reason yeah. and um You know, the thing at the Stella, where she's crying in the window watching her daughter graduate Uh or whatever. I'm getting misty thinking about it right now. I totally get
1: mid-80s Bette Midler from you now. Yeah, my favorite Bette Midler era. 90s, 90s Bette Midler.
0: 90s is cool. I mean, I do go back for the Get Shorty cameo where she's in lingerie at the beginning. That was a nice I didn't
1: realize (laughs) that she was. Yeah. (laughs) You know, her last starring role was a Jacqueline Suzanne biopic called Isn't She Great? (laughs) in which her co-starred Nathan Lane and Stalker Chan. (laughs) with a cameo by John Cleese. Yeah. Uh, It's great. But unfortunately, I can also sort of understand why that was the last movie she was able to headline. Midler. Bette Midler. Bette. Yes. Bette. Always
0: ready to talk about Bette.
1: Bette. So yes, so Sabbath, whatever. But um, I forget why I brought that up. Oh yeah, but it's just, so I've got one tomorrow, so I'll write all of it tonight because I literally need to be on stage with it tomorrow night. But for for me to be able to get you know, an animation script. Like I just need to like get it in my head. Like, okay, uh, I need to have this in next Friday and then I would do it. You know, the only, well, the you only also, script do you I have done... the process
0: down? Because having the process down is, is such a major part yeah, of know. getting, of yeah. getting that type of writing done. Yeah. Cause when you write, stand up most well, like of the time you're draft, not I could actually turn that out and well and I'm ta- like
1: but, I, no but, I've written scripts before yeah like I, I, I had you, you I went had to school for that right sort of yeah, you went, went to theater of, school yeah. right well and then I did like a, I did a writing program yeah at most, you know university which like I don't
0: know I took the, one of those I too. was
1: only concerned about going out and sowing my wild oats this is you know the first year that I moved to Toronto and I was uh, you know I was at least a, an eight
0: where were your favorite clubs
1: Oh God! <laughs> Buddies and Bad Times, uh, theater or B- Buddies and Bad Times. Uh, the the Saturday nights there, I spent like <laughs> a lot a lot of Saturday nights there. That's fun. Um, I never really went to Fly.
0: What's Fly? Fly was. Uh, did you ever watch Queer as Folk? Not really, but a once or twice. I was a House Sparks fan, so. Uh, oh, I liked him on Talk Soup. Was well, I still Spam, aren't. Okay. I liked, I anyway, liked anyway, Hal Sparks He's
1: doing the Halifax Comedy Festival uh, next year. I'm doing that as he's, well. Not, cool as those hell. shows with Sparky though. Anyway. Did it, did it, did it. Yeah, so Queer as Folk filmed in mm-hmm. Toronto and the Babylon, the big club in that show, was Fly. Ah. And so, um, uh, yeah, it became qu- quite a tourist destination for for gay men from all over the world for quite a while. because. Right. Uh, but, uh, the same I, way
0: that yeah. Kim's Convenience is now yes. for people to
1: yeah. absolutely. I do get it's a swell exactly of
0: pride way. when I walk past Kim, Kim's Why, Convenience on my way to... Um, Kim's Convenience is um, uh, Queen just past Church Street if anyone's interested in oh, it. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen the show,
1: unfortunately. But,
0: yeah. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? You were just saying how you can get your writing together, but you can't. Oh, yeah. Well, and for so, uh, stand-up, oh, but not for writing scripts. I had a point, script. a point when you were saying that...
1: Um, uh, that you really only smoke marijuana now or you know engage in in marijuana allegedly allegedly to relax and so i the thing that is crazy about me is that there is just not a single sort of hallucinogenic or hallucinogenic if you would even call substance that i don't use for work anymore that's cool I, I, I would never just have a glass of wine to chill out I would never do that I would like I eat to chill out you know like I don't I don't do any of that <laughs> I Like to chill out basically too. everything that I do is for work like I drink when I do stand up I drink when I write I, you, you know, drink when yeah, you write yeah what is
0: that like a Tennessee Williams influence sort of yeah you know I, I always think that,
1: that oh like, not Tennessee Williams <laughs> it's, it's reminiscent of him but it's not an influence I, 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 you know. <laughs> I just
0: think that we have these ideas in our heads sometimes about they're they're ingrained young and then we kind of go with them um I, I used remember going to, go to time, coffee shops and break. Well, it's because I,
1: it's because I dread it so much. It's because I dread actually doing it. It's like it, it's like something that I need to work up my way to get the chutzpah, but also unlock just like whatever this sort of thing that makes me overthink or overanalyze it, and mm-hmm. and have that artifice sort of drop away, so that I'm able to sort of like let it flow. It's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. I wish that I maybe I should have hypnosis mm-hmm. or something. I'm like that. I'm doing some because, hypnotherapy these days. And how is that? Weird, but it's cool. Why? Well, because you you don't like
0: fall into a deep state. Uh huh. And also, he does say like, don't go deep into trauma because you might not Mm -hmm. be able to handle it. Yeah, and that's true. You know, that's the thing that we, you know, sometimes I journal and if I start writing like really negative things to sort of have catharsis about like you know having those thoughts, I just feel worse. Uh huh. But today my two pages were all like i'm grateful for peanut butter i am oh. grateful for all the kindness that has happened to me and you know right after that i almost had a nervous breakdown <laughs> so I,
1: don't I can understand helped. why i'm about to yeah peanut god. butter right so fatty. yeah my god <laughs> so fatty but- i'm grateful for peanut butter yeah that would not be my butter. scene
0: i did i said i think mostly animals.
1: yeah how about this music is it is it working for you well it's no longer sort of massage music, that's for sure. It's, yeah, it's kind of a moved bit of a into turn. Like a sad seduction.
0: Yeah. Like you just had this is basically like the morning after you like very a very regretful night with Lestat. I guess I was just about to say, I mean, do not set this present day. Do not
1: set this whatever whatever diorama you're making present this day. This is because, a
0: nineteen eighty nine yeah. goth yeah. nightclub. <laughs> night Lestat, Lestat picks you up that's funny you wake up the next morning you're in a, Oops. a gothic hotel yeah <laughs> oh, no
1: thanks no no you never it, had a goth period uh yeah yeah tell me about it oh it was short-lived it was in the you know it was, it was in 90. high school it was you know it was when everyone was infatuated with wicca you know or maybe it was <laughs> when everyone was infatuated with you know evanescence or something like that um yeah I mean it was very short-lived and it's not like I ever like dressed all in black or wore lipstick or anything like mm-hmm. that but you know um, I, I was a like uh, there were people who did that adjacent
0: to me and I like that evanescence re- reference yeah. like you're totally trying to age yourself down by just referencing sure am. <laughs> I mean, we I mean, were not like, in high school yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't too far removed yeah. anyway, mentally yeah. <laughs> no no I
1: was not no you're right it, it,
0: evanescence is what like 2000 or something it was
1: like 2003 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 2003 2004 isn't it weird
0: not feeling Save like an adult that, when you're uh, deep into adulthood though like 23 it's pretty is crazy. like adult yeah. but i did not feel oh, like that? an adult no i know? don't think
1: 23 is adult legally i don't think 20s is adult anymore no i think it's like 40 40 would be adult but yeah. you still
0: die at 69 if you're a man so it doesn't no, seem no,
1: fair not quite my god some of these guys are old some of these guys are real. oh well that's yeah
0: oh, Dick Van Dyke still alive like, oh,
1: Dick Van Dyke Jaunty
0: yeah I thought oh. you were going to name someone Jaunty's still alive Jaunty's
1: still alive No, Dick <laughs> Jaunty Margolis no, that's literally like if you were to do a flash round uh, like a, a word association and you said Dick Van Dyke to me I would say Jaunty
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is Jaunty Jaunty fellow did you enjoy yeah. his accent in M- Mary Poppins I enjoyed Robert everything
1: from... about him in, in Mary Poppins I found him so, consummately enjoyable sexy yes
0: yeah, interesting. Uh,
1: he'd be the one in that movie that I'd fuck, for sure. Like, it <laughs> There's not be, a lot of other It ups. wouldn't be Mr. Banks. the Hitler dad. Yeah, it wouldn't be <laughs> <He's> Mr. Banks. <laughs> it wouldn't be Michael. It wouldn't be, and and thank goodness for that. Uh, yes. Who else was thank in that? Thank God. Oh, it, wasn't, it wouldn't be Bert's grandfather. But you know who I like? It wouldn't be who?
0: Glennis Johns. Oh, I gosh. was so and attracted anything. to Glennis Johns know? as
1: well. <laughs> so Bruce McCullough was on Laugh Sabbath the other week. Oh, um,
0: interesting. And I
1: think the only thing that I said to him was like, Oh, Superstars is, is one of my favorite films and a seminal seminal movie from my childhood. What was it like working with Glennis Johns?
2: Whoa!
0: Passed <laughs> off the shackles of yeah. yesterday.
1: Yes, absolutely, because she was in she was in that Molly Shannon, Mary Catherine Hearn movie that. as the grandmother. You wow. Know? What did and he
0: say about Glennis?
1: She, uh, she was a lovely. She woman. was lovely. Yeah, um, yeah, but that that was because so, I'm just like, oh, don't be obvious. Don't say anything about kids in the hall, mm-hmm. and just. Actually, no, it's not like I even had that thought. I'm sorry. Of course it was like, what was it like working with Glennis Johns? Anyone who knows me can tell you that. Be yeah, the Yeah, no, that, thing would, that, that would
0: probably be my down. first question. have yeah. I seen Superstar?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a great movie. I it's an amazing it. movie. Um, it was like, I think the first, well, not the first movie, but it was very, they very obviously cast people in their thirties as teenagers. It yeah. was great, you know?
0: Yeah, Glennis Johns is in my middler spot. You know yeah, I totally, I
1: totally get your type now. <laughs> Sally Kirkland.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Sally Kirkland.
1: Sure. Uh, um, uh, I have a wide Barbara, variety of Barbara types. Hershey. Sure. Uh, These are
0: beautiful women you're naming.
1: But like Beverly D'Angelo, that would sure. certainly be sure. your type. Yeah. If Bette Midler sure. in the '80s is. Yeah. Who else? I falls think Beverly
0: D'Angelo did enough nude scenes that like a lot of people my, yep, men my age saw. Yeah. Uh, that she, she that I think she's everybody's type because okay. it's like you you saw that she did like nude scenes in both. Vacation movies, Did I she? think. I think so. The really? first two. And um, I think everyone got their rocks off with that. Of a Ellen age. Griswold, Baird All? Yeah, because remember those movies in the 80s used to be like... Oh, they were all sex They were mops. like... Yeah. yeah, there was always a thing where it's like, the lady got naked for you. See,
1: uh, we had very different... Gazes, so to speak, mm-hmm. in terms of those. Did movies. we though? I, I know, feel like the I things I'm naming you, are in know, the real I, I could tell you, like the movies where male nudity was for me, like what the what those like in think. those '80s sex romps were um,
0: for you. Let me think what it would be. uh is there a mooning scene in, in some <laughs> Stand by Me? <laughs> yeah, probably. No,
1: I the ones that really stand out to me. Did you ever watch the Porky's films? Yes, of course. So those those were those what were a dark high point. films. I talked about that with Scott Thompson.
0: They're just like there's a darkness to Porky's that is oh, so it's strange. very very much like up. even yeah. the actual gambling boat that they're trying to go yes. to is like a nightmare I know yeah it's so, so dimly lit that yeah. movie but and then there's like right, it's just it's flush with oh yeah with sure. male Sex, nudity yeah, you know yeah. and, well, Kim like Cattrall, a, and Kim a Cattrall a young Kim Cattrall and, and, and the part you're t- was the big part the, the part where he, they're w- watching the shower and the guy puts his uh Wang in in the oh no makes that, a sort of pseudo surreal the
1: one where they go to the whorehouse and like they oh. like there's they're pranked with like the the towering black man coming in with uh, coming after them with a machete <laughs> and they're they're all like in like pranked. single file lineup pranked naked. <laughs> and then the, yeah pr- no because it's set up to be a prank and he comes yeah. out being yeah. like you know like uh, and then they all like scatter um that was you know a big thing i remember there was, there was like full fucking frontal in those movies like there For were there were dicks like a lot of dicks and then the biggest thing that I will say is uh, have you ever seen Steel Magnolias of course so that's rife with your type yeah. um, to you know, everyone in that movie Sally is Field, that type Olivia yeah. Dukakis especially well, no and, Sally Field's yeah. not my type let's just make that clear <laughs> aw I wish Sally well Sally Field is someone's type the she flying
0: nun Johnny
1: Carson's the flying nun um, she
0: went out with Johnny Carson she
1: And Johnny Carson were dating and she wasn't into it so she had to fake going to like a mental health facility (laughs) to get out of it. Yeah. And That's a
0: Silkwood shower right there. Was she even in Silkwood? No, no was, she was in the, was the other one. one. She yeah. was in the Union one. She was in
1: Norma Ray. Yeah. Yes, they're very similarly shot. Yeah. But so Steel Magnolias. There's this locker room scene where Olympia Dukakis is playing. Her character is some color commentator for this Louisiana radio station, <laughs> and she's analyzing literally color co- the, the you know the the colors of the of the um, football team. And she's like, "Now would you call this call this color grape or aubergine?" And then Shirley MacLaine's character is just hanging out. <laughs> and all these like naked football players are like you know waffling through and it's like looking at sh- shirley McLean's character who is this curmudgeon to beat the band named weezer right and um and that one oh that one got some rewinds <laughs> yeah so <laughs> she, what about um tom cruise in all the right moves um sh- i was never into him i always he always made me feel very uneasy and i have been his history has proven me right yeah
0: what about travolta
1: I, all uh, he was like a babe back in his day, but absolutely uneasy. Uh, I um, his eyes are too absolutely. present or so, Like his, his eyes, Kevin are Spacey. Kevin
0: Spacey always made me feel very uneasy. Um, yeah. I was thinking about him yesterday because of Glengarry Gary Glenn Ross. Because I just watched *Scent of a Woman* mm-hmm. and uh, *Scent of a Woman*. I had no idea Chris O'Donnell was such a gentle. Uh, presence on camera i've never seen it that's the, i have never seen that's it the either Al Pacino so hoo know yeah so you know? i sat down and i watched scent of a woman and I, my whole episode yesterday was me deconstructing scent of a woman over a supercut of all the times he says hoo-ha and uh <laughs> that's funny and and uh chris o'donnell's in it and i'd always thought of him as like this sort of attempted a leading man a uh, young leading man yeah but he had this super wussy presence like a gentility that i was not expecting and it actually makes sense for robin who is like a total wimp right mm-hmm. you know he played the character robin and i think the third or fourth batman
1: you know i couldn't even remember chris O'Don- i was just I, it just until you said robin i i thought you were talking about chris klein
0: and yeah. so there you go well that era of of young man was sort of a. Uh, uh, horse race between like Matt Damon Chris O'Donnell yeah. like a and few Matt other and Matt Damon guys. stood the test of time
1: in that yeah. regard he did not spend the stand the test of time in terms of uh, racial social politics <laughs> that's for sure Matt Damon oh my god I have so many questions for yeah. you
0: Andrew I have so many questions uh stand up I suppose a good place to start sure look at the music is affecting my mood i know mood well late. you just completely ended with like a Ooh, with like i went a on a, a down stroke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you have been doing stand-up for we we're at the point where we don't even like saying how long we've yeah, been no, stand-up right no, I don't at all. so neither of us can say how long but it's been a minute it's been since the last
1: decade why'd you get into it i got into it because when i was 17 i did my high school coffee house and a friend of mine Named Mirica signed me up to do it. She was like, I think you'd be good at it. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, you know, I it just, it was nothing that I ever entertained doing, but I did it and it went really well. I remember being like, oh, this is what I'll do.
0: And you're from Brockville, yeah. Ontario. I'm from
1: a town called Brockville, Ontario, in which there was uh, very um, sadly and excitedly a teen murder. And uh, that a teen murdered a man, Ooh. a 15 year old girl drowned a 31 year old man. That sounds like a... She's still going to school. She's out. She's out. Of, she's not in custody. Sorted anyway. tale. Yeah. Why did
0: she murder him? Do you know? Because uh, she's a hooligan.
1: There is a big teen gang problem happening in my hometown of Brockville right now. Really? Yes. There's a teen gang that is terrorizing the city. You like After dark, you are, you are not suggested to go anywhere on foot. People have been mugged by these teens. You hear about... In Halifax or Dartmouth, there's are
0: swarming. Yeah, I've heard.
1: I, yeah, swarmings. I've heard that. Yeah, I would too, hate to be swarmed. Doesn't that sound terrifying? I would not want to be. I don't like bees and no. I don't like teens or flies. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why do you think we're so scared of teens? Does it have to do with? I'm not permiss- scared of teens
1: though. I'm wanting like, to be. To teens? Me, I'm just be like you fucking teens. You know, like I, you know, like I wouldn't. I'm not there yet where I'm like oh my god there's a group of teens oh I've got to cross the street
0: but of course like teen plus skateboard equals IBS you oh know sure I mean, okay you know?
1: alright no I'm not afraid of teens
0: but IBS still I'm might fra- have I'm very a- afraid
1: of IBS <laughs> yeah um, but yeah no. So stand up Yeah Brock Ontario And then and then I didn't obviously do stand up Until I was in my early 20s After that I went to school And stuff Right you took
0: a minute yeah. You did it once And got the bug Oh I did it a few times In high school yeah, And I yeah, became yeah. like The
1: guy who hosted stuff You know yeah. And um, But uh, and I, You know I, I guess I did watch A lot of stand up When I was a teen Like I had Comedy Central We had a satellite dish So I would watch a lot Of Comedy Central Presents you were And stuff like that I was Yeah And so I did watch A lot of stand up Because I don't watch Stand up at all anymore like oh i'd rather i'd sooner die yeah
0: i've definitely taken a huge downturn lately yep. in terms of the comedy i'm willing to digest and it's probably netflix's fault probably they're it will. really throwing a lot at it well. and it's also the fault of like the um diy lifestyle catching up to like literally every comedian and yes. they're like hey
1: i'm recording my album it's also just to okay. qualify this to anyone who is like not in comedy we don't record albums because we even necessarily think that the content is you know (laughs) is is good enough to be committed to posterity per se and it's certainly you know it's not always to sell after shows which you know like you know no one in toronto would do but it's to it's to disseminate onto sirius xm radio um in which there are canadian content regulations and royalties from that are the only way that any of us make anything remotely resembling a living i haven't been been getting royalties
0: lately oh no no not really did my album didn't get played that much i'm sorry yeah everything is hard so you got in and then you went back and you started doing it and I comedy- started
1: I started doing it basically after I moved to the city, um uh because there were actual mics to go to, um, that weren't just, you know, me performing in front of my friends in high school or at Queens. I did it a yeah. few times when I was at Queens. I did more sketch comedy at Queens. Uh, and then uh because I had always intended to do it, like my sort of Cinderella story, as it were, is the very first gig that I got in Toronto was um, I interned with this unit publicity for like you know they did like publicity on film sets. I see like really horrible like b- you know straight to DVD or space right. channel. Do you movies? want to interview
0: DMX for uh, if, body? Williams. No, it
1: was it was Stephen Baldwin, Sean Patrick Flannery. Like it was people like that. <laughs> Sean Patrick Flannery yeah. was sort
0: of in that Chris O'Donnell mix a bit. Yeah, sure. Powder in school times. I don't you know, know he, but he was powder. He was powder. Yeah, you know about Victor Salva, right? No. Oh, I thought you would be all over the Victor Salva story. No, what, what, no, Victor Salva directed Powder. Okay, he directed uh, Jeepers Creepers,
1: the Never horror film. Yeah, I assume and I believe Jeepers romance. Creepers
0: too. And he did this movie called the Puppet Master or something, something in the nineteen eighties. On the set of that, he molested a. Uh, the lead actor, mm-hmm. uh, and then he
1: went to jail. Well, Brian Singer is doing a sigh of relief right now. And
0: then, and then he kept being allowed to. And then he made Powder, which is sort of this. Oh, I like didn't a, know about this. Like then I, did, I don't know that. analogy. Yes. Yes, for you know, know. Yeah. his the misunderstood uh, chicken hawk, yeah. so to speak. The chicken
1: hawk. Oh my God! <laughs> I haven't heard that term in a minute.
0: I was talking about that that term the other day because it's. Uh, it's an old school term, I think. It's an old yes, school gay term for the um, the twink lover, or yeah, twink the lover, May, yeah, May December romance. No, twink lover, an older, on teen, an older man, teen lover. I
1: can remember one of the very first times I went to a gay bar. Um. <laughs> oh, I, I just I keep on needing to be like oh what dates have I given right now like what years what ages have I given because <laughs> I, I, I need to really scramble
0: this the first time but, I went to the gay bar yeah. was probably like 2011 when yeah, I was 21 but
1: no I yeah. remember at one point the very first time when I was like I don't know 18, 19 I went to a gay bar and I remember this dyke was like well the chicken hawks are going to be all around you tonight yeah <laughs> yeah and, like, with my bone structure, too. So it was maybe not a great look, but I thought I looked great. <laughs> anyway, because I was so thin. Well, I was 145 for 6'1". One. Wow. Anyway, yeah. That is thin. Yeah, it's real thin. That's anyway. That's the machinist yeah, level the thin. Yeah, machinist- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, so no, I, I started, I, I interned at this place and it, as it turned out, the publicist there, Kim used to be the Colin girl at Yuck Yuck, so she ah. still had a lot of contacts. And so then she got me on Yucks. I entered in the middle of a competition, which turned out to be the Toronto regionals for the inaugural year of the Great Canadian Laugh Off and just not knowing anything, how anything worked um, and not knowing to be, I guess, intimidated. I won the actual thing. Uh, it's the only thing I've ever won. You won the Great Canadian Laugh Off? Not the Great Canadian Laugh Off, but the Toronto won the regionals. regionals that's a big yes deal. yeah i beat jeff McHenry, who went on to win that year hey uh, i'm anyway. jeff McHenry. yes completely i'm a very and, young man yeah <laughs> and then because of that basically so everyone who was on the toronto regionals um they took like t- 10 of us and they made the junior roster which have become the program wednesdays so that is how i got with yuck, yuck. so i really didn't have to like that was pretty straightforward for me. You were me. a
0: sassy, saucy boy. Yes. I met you at the Rivoli.
1: I remember that. Because I we- remember f- asking if your stomach was real. You
0: asked if you thought I had a fake stomach. I
1: did. I still remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which was so... I don't know why I would have thought that, but... Anyway,
0: <laughs> Well, I, I thought you were wearing m- a
1: prop thing. It just didn't it didn't match the rest of you. I'm sorry. It was My really weight goes
0: up and down. <laughs> That's just how it works.
1: It's you've got it such a strong face that I just did not believe that. You know, I was like, I, and also you seemed like the type who might wear like a prop thing. We've
0: seen know. each other's bodies. We have. We go to the nude beach together we in have. the summer. We've been. Yeah. We've been a lot for years now I think well, last we, few years
1: we went like a lot in 2015 and then you, oh, had then to move. you moved yeah. yeah and then I know uh, we were there this year
0: together you are going to go to America yes I feel like I want to take a quick 180 to from the uh, since we're talking about beaches that made me think of Los Angeles has yeah. beaches Manhattan I, I'll bet I'll, I'll never
1: beaches. go I'll never go it'll be too far no you'll I'll go I'll never you'll want go. to do anything I'll never go no but you'll you go go on
0: Alright, go on. I don't you don't know where you're gonna live. Like Las Feliz, Silver Lake. It's not that far from the beach. Mm. There's no reason to go to uh to not go to Santa Monica Pier. There's no yeah. reason to not go to Malibu. You gotta do it. Okay. The ocean
1: is there, bro. I'm sure I'll go occasionally, but not as often as I would go to hey Han- Oh once. yeah, you're gonna yeah. go
0: once. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's something yeah. you're gonna do every week. Yeah. But you might, if you surf, maybe you'll I could I see don't you surf. Surf, I could see it. I'm not sure. On I think a that wet ship a sail. I think that board has has surfed <laughs> you, th- you think that board has, has floated surfed. off yeah, with your surfer body so my surfer on, bod, it. on it's it, been pushed yeah. to shore. I do have a
1: very strong core though and I've heard that that's really why is your core so strong because I do a lot of work on it because I have a horrible um Irish potato fed gunt naturally
0: yeah I'm I do
1: like four big ab workouts a week for like this um, and like so I cu- hard. I, could, I could do like a lot like I could plank for like five minutes right now
0: Oh, I love planking. Yeah. But I don't I did I did some yoga to get unstuck. Yoga with Adrian. Mm. Online. I, I don't know. It's a YouTuber. And I did this thing, yoga to get unstuck and I felt good and then a few hours later I felt stuck again. Oh, I'm sorry. It's cuz I went to the, some shows. I did some some low attended stand-up oh, well. shows where I was trying to work out material. That'll stick ya. Oh boy.
1: But, but yeah, yeah, anyway. Uh anyway,
0: yeah, beach, cool. So tell me not about you know, everyone goes to everyone wants to go there in entertainment, but why why you why why, why, why me? Well, how long have you wanted to go there? How to long? Have I
1: I've always assumed that I would and it wasn't until um uh it was made perfectly clear that there was no path Uh, for upward mobility in my career here, Uh, and that would have been, I guess, in March 2016. Like that's when I, you know, learned the awful truth. It was just basically an opportunity that I thought would be a given was like a declined. I guess it was just kind of like a, oh, I would love to be considered for that, and it was Uh. like it was like blatantly like no. Uh, I do remember when that happened, though. That was literally when I had my uh, first consult with who, wh- who became my immigration lawyer, Zoe Kavork at Kavork Law and uh and yeah it was just it was just it was made abundantly clear that you know there was no path forward here but it was something that i always assumed that i would do but you yeah. know i mean it, you it was uh, this country can be a little seductive sometimes when things are going well and canada like, yeah it can be a little the quality of life is you know high. well quality of life is high sure rent, you know rents are getting unmanageable in this well city, that's but, it it's like yeah. quality
0: of life is high but then it's like sort of being lowered to the point where you just go Should I just go to an big American? Well, you
1: know, the big thing that I the big thing was um, for me this year, and I'm sort of skipping. I'm bearing the lead here, but you know, with the one two punch of Doug Ford getting elected, like, and the people of this province being just fucking, you know shell le- like just hollowed out lemmings following yeah. in lockstep it was a, very a precedent like, set by uh, these states and i was just like of course there's no culture here of course people would do that so it was one two punch of that and also the danforth the mass shooting on the danforth which was about well, three I, minutes I, away from me and don't forget
0: yeah. the thing it, uh, with the car at, yeah
1: the, yeah yeah well the danforth shooting hit me a little bit more because literally that is five minutes yeah. uh on, like and it was I, could walking, that I could have been walking i could have been out was yeah.
0: danforth
1: Yes, it was. I thought that was. Yeah, it was eerie, but, you know, prophetic. Anyway, so the one, two punch of those things, I was like, (laughs) well, there's nothing altruistic. Like, there's no righteous reason to stay in this country anymore. Not that I would have anyway, but so now I just, you know, there's no difference to me except for the fact that, you know, there isn't a hard concrete ceiling in the States not and I'm not you know I said in this article that I wrote I wrote this this the only thing that has remotely gone viral that I've ever done for Now Magazine about um, about why I was moving to the States Uh, saying that you know like I'm not going there with any you know dreams of being a star I'm going there because I want to make a living in my field and do entry level showbiz jobs that don't exist in this country like audience warm up or writing on a fucking game show like non-union fucking whatever that like american comics that i know would think is beneath them and it's just like oh my god i get yeah, to make I know. like dollars a week you do it you know, know it's it's insane so i mean still uh, it was hard for me to
0: get even into those like that's the thing about that's the U.S. That's, thing though no, like I for stuff oh no i'm one.
1: talking about like warm-up and stuff like that oh no i don't yeah. think
0: warm-up i mean i'm, I'm kind of more like a cool down i could sure, they have yeah, a, a, a cool down cool comic, comic at the yeah. end where i'm like okay so now that you've had fun let me tell you about your diminishing body
1: there you go fortunes yeah yeah well yeah people need that people need a yeah
0: no I think I think that uh, it it is exciting in that sense so you got your green card it's approved and now you're in limbo right yeah
1: because there's this so there's basically if the green card is getting obtaining your master's degree the graduation ceremony is your consular interview where you go to the consular um well do, do you want to know about the green card process? so it's a lot of work it's like it's like doing a master's degree on yourself and then the consular interview is where you would go to the consulate in montreal of all places it's not toronto it's yeah. not in ottawa it's in montreal and you basically prove you you're who you say you are you, you surrender your passport so that they can put their visa in it uh, or the green card welcome in to it. france do you want yeah. to leave canada that's what, what they're saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, you're welcome to France. Yeah, basically, right? Yeah, Quebec. Yeah. And then you give your medical records, your background checks, and uh, and all of that stuff, and they say, welcome to the States, and then you uh, can move. Um, if I if I did move right now, I would not be able to leave the States, and I wouldn't want to do that because I know someone who did that, uh, and it took him over a year to get his permanent residency during which both of his parents died, and he was not able to travel yeah, out of the car. Yeah, totally.
0: I, I never had that where... I would never move when you were stuck in the states unless you had the a a lot of money saved, and if your family was uh, if you if you like your family if they're part of your life or any your friends. I mean, L.A. specifically is so isolating if that's where you mean where where you moved that. you, you would totally potentially go nuts and it would be close to a lost year potentially, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you take psychic beatings like the death of family members, it's like, how many years is that going to set you back?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that would be, like, uh, there's someone but who But it's we, a financial yeah, windfall.
0: There's someone that we know right now who is
1: sequestered there, basically. Can't leave because they're waiting for this to come. It's the Trump administration, though. Like, this has hollowed out all... This is, this is just screeched everything to a halt. So, like, I'm amazed... I am fortunate in that I have been approved. Like, I know that. I know it's going to happen, but I don't know when, and that's the thing that's driving me nuts because otherwise I'm just sitting here waiting to die right now. Yeah,
0: it's delaying my visa application as well, although I am enjoying being here to some extent because um, there's something so, for me, that became so existentially difficult in Los Angeles uh, that taking a break from that is good. I just needed to address a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so, so... what are you doing now while well, you're what what do you what does one do while they're in the waiting room
1: um sabbath uh oh a few things i mean you know I'm, I'm still doing a bunch of stuff around town um i'm doing some workshop on the 15th for the you're queer teaching present. a workshop yeah for queer and present danger um, oh, that's great uh try, you know the one thing that i'm like the one thing that I keep on wrapping myself over the skull about is just that, you know, do specs, bitch. Like, do get specs together. Get some sort of portfolio like that is something that I could easily spend my time doing. And, um, you know, self-sabotage. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. But
0: it does it's hard not to feel self-sabotaging yeah. in comedy, right? Because it's just such a generalized yeah. thing. That, uh, and also,
1: I'm just like, you know, get as much stage time as I can because it's going to be quite a premium. Yeah, I think
0: that's huge. Yeah. Andrew, i like to do a little um, show and tell mm-hmm. of items that are in this household. Yes. Are you open to yes. some of these items? Yes,
1: extremely open. Randy the Macho Man Savage. Oh, yeah.
0: What do you think? Uh, what does it bring to mind? What it brings
1: to, to mind. Um, does it look
0: too dirty to touch?
1: yes it does but like i think it just came that way i think uh he's dead now right he died yeah a lot of them do they don't have a very long shelf life yeah they get cranial injuries and it's just kind of control alt delete someday with those wrestlers right for
0: a fake yeah so-called fake thing
1: no i think he's great i think he was always one of my favorites i think he's he's great great he's great bod um yeah
0: I don't know if his body... Did his body really... (laughs) I'd like
1: to defile his corpse. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good you're kidding. I mean, I don't know. The sunglasses were good. Miss Elizabeth. Remember he had his wife, Miss Elizabeth? So I don't
1: remember that. I don't remember too many of the women involved. Uh, Did you
0: watch Wrestling for Rocks?
1: No, I watched it, you know, I, I watched it like as a little boy for the same sort of like superhero thing that everyone watched it for. Right, you know, yeah, the cartoon, the, the cartoonness of all of it. So that wasn't something that was wasted on me. Vice, Vice
0: magazine. Vice mag. It looks like a Ryan McGinley picture on the front.
1: Uh, yeah. And
0: then on the back, you've got a super oh, American, yeah. American apparel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, shot, <laughs> I shopped at
1: American Apparel a lot in my day, back when they had stores.
0: I took advantage of their bankruptcy. So this. I is, didn't
1: take uh, enough advantage of it.
0: This is an issue from volume fourteen, number six. It doesn't. Even what year? Play. What year would you guess? Two
1: thousand nine.
0: I'm thinking two thousand six, but it is a little new looking. So.
1: You know, Vi- so Vice's online entity.
0: I know. They yeah. recently
1: did something. They did like an article uh-huh. on a comic, you know, Shanty Morostica, and they used photos that we took for a bitch salad and they credited them to Instagram. And it's like, you fucking idiots. Like Jesus Christ. Like what are they teaching these kids in Ryerson journalism school or whatever? 2007.
0: This is oh, one. wow. Okay. Well, yeah. And, uh, yeah, vice took a big turn and, uh, you do a show called Bitch out. Are you, are you still did, doing it? You do no, we had Bitched the last out. one, but
1: it, it, in my bio, I still say that. What well, do you it think of vice,
0: uh, what do you think of this era of 2007? Uh, uh,
1: I thought it was like it reminded me of the people who I like scenesters who I really disliked.
0: Yes, and also maybe it was uh, primarily um, like heteros who thought they were ahead of their yeah. Uh, t- well, i.e. Like scenesters cool. who yeah. yeah. No, it reminded me a
1: lot of those people who I was. I, I was just I roll my eyes at a lot. Yeah.
0: Well, you I've. I've never seen you not. Roll, you've rolled your eyes yeah. at everyone once. I
1: mean, and all those people now are working in like marketing and like yeah. advertising. Like they all, yeah. are, they were all, they were all the man then, and they're all the man now. But what do you think you of know? Vice's
0: shift from articles like? Let's see what there's one. I'll try to pictures of Richard Kern taking this picture of Martinka. There's oh God, Harry Richardson, Richardson, Richardson. That's with his right. his Mama Bear and Papa Bear. Oh Jesus shirts. Christ! Who knows what he did? God, he was
1: disgusting. Lady.
0: Uh, afterwards in an American apparel ad that's somehow vagina centric in a very subtle way. Oh.
1: And um, she's there are no lips. There's no lip Oh the do's and don'ts, yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah. I had a dream last night that there was a description disgusting. of me that said I
0: was a don't in vice. Really? Which I don't think I ever was. And and from, from this sort of edgy thing to now where they're overdoing it in terms of being like Woke, so to speak, and progressive.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, those we can't the, erase the sins of the past. Though, those yes. are the those are the university students who, uh, you know, that's their point of view. Like the ones who they can get away with paying like fifty dollars <laughs> or free okay. for an article. For that, uh, you know, that's the point of view or the worldview of those university students. So, what about this? Was this Corey's? choreography, choreography. Chore Corey Feldman, um,
0: his bio, his auto.
1: I have not read it. I probably won't. He likes to dance. That's yeah. why it's called choreography. He's, I guess, sitting on some secrets about like some Hollywood pedophilia. Some open secrets. Some open secrets. Well, I would read that, but I guess he's been he's been shut, shut off from some from telling them. I would believe whatever Corey Feldman had to say about that um, about that that specific aspect of uh, his Hollywood upbringing. I would I would believe that that those child stars were uh, essentially uh, like uh, sex workers not sex workers but like concubines free concubines yeah it's so
0: funny Hollywood is so up in arms right now and it's like you don't they don't even have the time like you would need 15 years to go over all of the wrongdoing that's occurred. In sure. Well,
1: know? I just finished rewatching for the fifth time Feud about Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. I've and got I to mean, finish that. Oh, I it's so it very good. Much. Yeah. And I mean, Joan Crawford. You know, like the casting couch was a fact of life. In fact, like I remember when the Harvey Weinstein stuff came out, I'm like, well, yeah, of course this is part of it. Like, I always thought that it was part of it. I was like, oh no, no, that's wrong. That's wrong that like right. you're even socialized to think that, or not even socialized, <laughs> but that people are socialized to be like, well, supply and demand if I've got something into demand, you know? Right. But anyway, go on. <laughs>
0: yeah. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. You ever read this book? No, I have not. I haven't read it yet.
1: No. And I, I don't know anything about it.
0: A counterintuitive approach to living a good life you sort of do that you you kind of walk into a room and you say i don't care
1: there's some things that i don't give a fuck about but there are some things that i give a lot of fucks about Steve. that i give too many fucks what about. do you
0: give too many fucks about
1: i guess quality of work <laughs> yeah me too yeah, quality
0: of my work but i don't give a fuck
1: about like um uh keeping up appearances i guess like, yeah. or not keeping up appearances, but... You
0: don't hold your tongue all the time.
1: Mm, I don't give a fuck about, like, um, uh, I guess, subtext protecting people's egos, maybe? Right. Like, um, I don't give a fuck about, like, when someone's like, don't tell this person I told you because, like, you know, it's like, you know, there's literally nothing injurious there. You know, <laughs> like, you're just, you're just really overthinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess. But I know I give fucks about, like, quality of work. Yeah. I still get pretty nervous before shows. Well, that means that you care about what time. you're doing. Yeah, I guess.
0: I get nervous too. Do you think I'm alright with quality of work? Yeah. That's nice his voice went up an octave but <laughs> to pretend it didn't. No,
1: you're like you're uh, since I've seen you since you've gotten back from LIU, uh are no longer like Notebook Nick. No, I'm not Notebook yeah. Nick.
0: Yeah. So, but I did a show with a Notebook the other day and this guy said, got to lose the notebook Uh, he then uh, told me about a XCA guy who had the videos that gave the real dirt on Jamal Khashoggi
1: oh well with this singing singing in the the rain rain. I've never seen it wow I think I I know everything I need to what is that no it's really worth Debbie Reynolds yeah surprisingly
0: amazing yeah surprisingly I know the song I know the premise and it's singing in the rain no you got to see the part where Donald Pleasance is, is it does this song it's the craziest thing you ever saw okay it's the best dance
1: I feel like this is something that if you haven't seen when you were like, no, before you were 14, no, no, you're not no. gonna watch. I watched it 10 years ago no. or
0: something, and I was like,
1: oh my gosh,
0: this really is okay. one of the can best. You can probably find that I've on I've YouTube. It's probably Do you just want to public it? domain.
1: No, I don't have a VCR.
0: Do you want a dub? Of, you want me to dub? Yes, could you, this you dub like it?
1: DVD yeah, could you, you dub it to DVD? Yeah, well, I don't have a DVD player? Oh, uh,
0: god, yeah, nobody has DVD players anymore. Let's see if there's anything else. Oh, there. there's an actual pillow in there too. Yeah, I thought it would be funny to have a pillow. It's funny. Stuff. Oh yeah, this this is another one. This is uh, Trouble in the Camera Club. It's a uh, Don Pyle who was in Shadowy Men in a Shadowy Planet. Great guy. A
1: photographic narrative of Toronto's punk history. He was a- was there
0: one? Yeah, he he was part of. There was a big punk history. There's actually a new book there. Who it's are the big of- Who
1: are the big alumnus?
0: Well, you had uh, um well, the vile tones, and you had. Uh, you had uh, would uh, would Martha and the Muffins count? They're in the mix, yeah. Like all that '80s stuff. You, I mean, it was not all. I I don't. I feel embarrassed that I'm like. There's yeah. The Dishes that was one of the bands from back then. No, who's this like, was like was the who's like the
1: the the mainstream?
0: The Diodes. I don't know. Um, they had a song that was like New York City. I wanna go to New no York idea. City. It was a big one. The Diodes. There they are here. And, uh, the, uh, the nerves, that was the band that got, uh, hanging on the telephone. But this is Don from shadowy men on a Shady planet was a, just a little queer kid, uh, oh. growing up, uh, quietly taking photos of all the shows he was going oh, to, great. you know, and he's, he's a pretty awesome guy. So he went, yeah, the polls, like most of the Canadian bands, you know, at that time they just didn't have the ones from Hamilton did well forgotten rebels, teenage head, but you know, Canadian bands didn't really get out of the, the city for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So you had, um, you know, like, vile tones. I mean, there is
1: kind of a blackout period in the 70s, isn't there? Where, you know...
0: There's Teenage Head and there's... I don't know who that is. Blondie.
1: I was trying to describe the other day to my friend's uh, British husband, who Anne Murray was, because he had never heard of her. <laughs> and I was just saying, well, she was the first kind of like really homegrown breakout. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you had like Joni Mitchell and Neil Young and blah, blah, well, blah, I blah, blah. Yeah. Gordon like the, Lightfoot. Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot. Well, and, the, he, and he's, he was on the, he's tied yeah. to the Canadian soil too. Yeah. But Anne Murray would be like the first kind of like, you know, Miss Canada. Like she was like Karen Carpenter. She was very middle of very, the road. Like yeah. she
0: didn't have any, whereas Gordon Lightfoot sort of was more in the folk tradition, yeah, in a sense. Where Anne Marie, she was too, but it was uh vocal music. I identify
1: know? her more with like Canadiana than I do him, really. But I do well, identify that's, him that's with about Canadiana. how you grew up, that yeah.
0: Is- I mean, I identify them both pretty heavily. I mean, he literally had a song called Canadian Railroad. And, and, yes, yeah. And Reckoning the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. Which I thought was interesting because I always thought it was about an old-timey thing, but that happened in, like, the The, 1970s. Yeah, the 70s, yeah. he just wrote a song about it. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm going to... (laughs) Yeah. I'm so so sad that I'm going to pay tribute to... Gitchagumi. Remember when he says Gitchagum? What, what the what the
1: what the Iroquois Iroquois? That's the name Called of the lake. Yeah. yeah. Big
0: Lake. The, the Lake that they call Gitchagumi. 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 Or something. It's not
1: yeah. Like ba, 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 ba.
0: I'm so sad. I've got to go. Oh thank, go. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing it. And I, I really do want you to come back because it's one of those shows where I'll have people back. Yeah,
1: well, we've got we've got a lot of things to talk about off yeah. off mic as well. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: where are you going after this? The gym. I'm
1: going to the gym, and then I've got work to do. Where's your gym? Um, well, it's whatever good life I want to go to because nice. I have a universal membership that I got back when I was at Queens, and I only pay twenty bucks a month for. Her, so, uh, but I'm going to go to the and Danforth. Good life because then Near i've got house. i've got various errands to run along the danforth on my way back well andrew i love you i love you you're perfect you're perfect don't change don't, don't change ever ever thank you don't have a chance thanks
0: thanks hi that was my chat with andrew johnson you can see him anywhere that comedy happens in canada or maybe you're going to be in los angeles and you'll run into him at one of the big fancy coffee shops earth Something like that. Uh, Andrew is great. I hope you enjoyed our chat. His album Sips Tea is available on all of the major platforms. And I'm going to play a track from it after this ends. If you want to hear my album, it's at nickflanagan.bandcamp.com. Also, if you sign up to my Patreon, I will send you the audio for that album and my first album. I'm here all week. So consider that patreon.com slash nick flanagan and now here is andrew johnston sips tea this track is called female celebrities who hate each other see you monday
1: because here's what folks i do not follow sports but what i bring to the party is i can tell you which female celebrities hate each other So. That's what I'm going to do for a little lightning round of trivia right now. Here's how we're going to do this trivia round. All right. Uh, I'm going to solicit suggestions of a female celebrity for you, and I'm going to tell you what female celebrity she hates, who hates her, or that sweet middle Venn diagram ground where there is a full-blown feud. All right? But before... Before we do this, some housekeeping, all right? You are going to raise your hands in an orderly fashion and I will call on you because this is not about to turn into some free-for-all town hall meeting format. (laughs) And secondly, no one obscure, okay? Like, don't try and trip me up, all right? Like, cause listen, just say someone that everyone's gonna know because we all wanna have a good time, all right? (laughs) Okay. And honestly, being different for the sake of being different is in itself a form of similarity. So, okay. Yeah. With that said, I'm going to ask our technical director, Steph, to just raise the house lights ever so slightly and I will now take suggestions. Yes! Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue, Madonna. Oh my God, they've hated each other forever. They're really not that disparate in age. I think Madonna maybe has eight years on her. Philip, you could tell me, like, actually how older is, is Madonna than Kylie Minogue. Uh,
0: she'll be 60 on August uh, Madonna will be 60
1: on August 16th. Where does the time go? Kylie Minogue maybe has five years like to the end of it, but they hate each other. Oh, my God, they hate each other. Oh, they've always been bitter rivals. Going up for the same songs, actually. The Scissor Sisters were going to collaborate with Madonna, and Kylie was like, over my dead body, and they never did. So anyway, okay, next, next, yes. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber would be the female celebrity that she hates. They both have it's all over haircuts. It's all over haircuts and tattoos. And it's just that, oh, this one got the tattoo, that one wanted this one got the haircut. And it's just like, oh, it's like, oh, anyway, yeah. All right, next, 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 yes. Shakira, Christina Aguilera. They're both dwarfs, they Shakira? Shakira is four foot nine and Christina Aguilera is five foot and a half. And I think that Christina really lords that over her. And- and I think that Shakira has all of Latin America on her side, and and Christina better be careful. All right, one last one, yes. Meryl Streep! This is a very interesting story. The person that Meryl Streep hates is Jessica Lange. Oh, what's that? Here's why, all right. Because they both have something the other one wants. Jessica Lange was the great beauty of her time. Meryl Streep was the great, like, indie actress of her time. Jessica Lange got the role that Meryl Streep went out for, King Kong, where she was told she was che as they say in Itali- Italian, uh, too ugly for her. And Jessica Lange was like the poet, like she, like she was a roommate with Jerry Hall and Grace Jones back in Paris, like in the 70s, like model house. House, like supermodel house, before supermodel was even a term. And Meryl Streep was just like plugging it away on Off-Broadway. And anyway, so then Meryl Streep encroached into like becoming like Toast of the Town, like actress is actress. And Jessica Lang was seen as like the aging babe. And then when Jessica Lange finally made her salt, salt, salt as an actress in the film Francis, which she was nominated for in 1982, Meryl Streep beat her for Sophie's Choice, her tour de force performance in Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Beating Jessica Lang out, but Jessica Lang that year won the supporting actress for Tootsie, in which she played. Can you can you guess a babe? And so they have kept a healthy distance from each other for a lot of years. And that's why.